Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Here's My Heart. hear a lot these days about IQ, you know, your intelligence quotient. It's a test the psychologists have developed for measuring your mental powers. Well, I'm going to stick my neck out and start a new one. I'll call it your HIQ, let's say housekeeping IQ. And my first question is, in how many ways do you use Johnson's Wax to reduce housework, especially to make spring house cleaning a much easier job? Do you Johnson's Wax your floors regularly? Then, they not only gleam with rich beauty that makes your entire home more attractive, but they save you work all year. And they're not an extra chore at spring cleaning time. But floors are only part of the Johnson's Wax labor-saving story. You should wax your furniture and woodwork, your windowsills and radiator covers, your pantry shelves and refrigerator, your picture frames and lampshades, your leather articles and luggage. When all these things are regularly wax-beautified and wax-protected, then you really haven't a spring-cleaning problem at all. And old Professor Wilcox will give you a very high HIQ rating. You can thank me by buying some genuine Johnson's Wax from your dealer this week. Ladies and gentlemen, there comes a time in a husband's life when he screws up his courage to tell his wife that in spite of all domestic joys, tonight's his night out with the boys. And that is just about what's going to happen this evening at the home of Fibber McGee and Molly. Oh, for goodness sakes, McGee, you're uh, as restless as a bird dog tonight. Uh, What's the matter with you? Well, shucks, I, I thought I... Oh, I don't know. Well, sit down read the paper or something. I did read the paper. Nothing in it but news. <laughs> Want to play a game of rummy? No, I guess not. That's kind of tame. Tonight I'm in the mood for a... Well, I feel kind of... No, I don't want to play cards. 
McGee, you're bored. Well... And I must say it isn't very flattering to a wife when she knows her husband is bored. Well, shucks, Molly, I... What you ought to do is get out of this house for a while. Huh? You mean that? Say, I think you got something there. That's exactly what I've been thinking. So if you don't mind, I don't mind a bit. Okay. Get your hat and we'll go to a movie. Uh, A movie? What's that, the movie? Adam had four sons and Bob Hope. (laughs) I've seen all five of them. Well, I'm sure I don't know what to do with you. For goodness sake, stop fidgeting around here. Well, I guess I'll go work on... Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, Good evening, Mrs. McGee. Uh, hello, little chum. (laughs) Hi, Throcky. I'm sure glad you came in, Mr. Gildersleeve. McGee's been restless all evening. How's your wife, Gildy? My wife's out of town, and you know it, because that's why we Uh, framed her. I, uh... (laughs) She is, eh? (laughs) Out of town, huh? Where'd she go, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, uh, she went down to her sister's. Her sister's having a baby. Aww. Did you get a telegram or something? Oh, no. But every year about this time... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By the way, uh, McGee, what are you doing tonight? Who, me? Why, I don't know, Gildy. I hadn't given it a thought. Thought maybe I'd work a while on my ship model. Yes. He's making a ship model in a glass bottle, Mr. Gildersleeve. Say, uh, didn't you have some trouble with the keel, dearie? Yeah, I got to get the hull out of there and... Uh, but, uh, why did you ask, Gildersleeve? Well, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just thought, well, I'm at sort of loose ends tonight, and I thought maybe I'd drop down to the Elks for a while. How about going with me? Oh, he can't. They don't allow women down there. I ain't a woman. I am. <laughs> but look, Mrs. McGee, don't you think it'd do McGee good to get out and mix with the boys for a while? Oh, will there be a lot of the boys there? I'll say there will. We've arranged... Oh, there won't be many there on a Tuesday night, Gildersleeve. Tuesday's kind of dull at the Elks. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, I guess it is, come to think of it. <laughs> but we could have a rousing game of checkers, McGee. Just you and I. Heavenly days, you don't have to go clear down to the Elks to play checkers. We have a checkerboard right here. Why, Molly, I didn't know that. Where is it? Why, it's right out. Now, you wait right here. I think I can find it in just a couple of minutes. Think fast, Gildersleeve. How do I get out of here? I don't know, chum, but you got to do it. Hi, George, we've had this little poker game lined up for three weeks, and you know it. Everybody's going to be there. High stakes and a lot of laughs. Oh, Mrs. McGee, find the checkers. (laughs) (laughs) No, Mr. Gildersleeve, but I did even better. Here's the Parcheesi board. Parcheesi? Uh, I'm afraid I don't know how to play Parcheesi. Oh, say, McGee can teach in two minutes. No, I can't. He's too dumb. Is that so? Yes, that's so. Why, you little... (laughs) Yeah, I I guess I am at that. (laughs) Uh, Look, Mrs. McGee, I I think it would do McGee a lot of good to go down to the Elks tonight. It's, uh, well, it's uh, sort of special. How special? Well, they, uh, uh... It's sort of a patriotic affair, yes. In fact, they've arranged a sort of a patriotic game. Oh, really? Yes, we call it uh, uh, Three Cheers for the Red, White, and Blue. (laughs) (laughs) You see, uh, every player gets a certain number of little counters which are colored red, white, and blue. Yeah. And the object of the game is to see who can get the most of them. Uh, I've played it before, Molly. It's it's a very fascinating pastime. (laughs) Well, that's entirely different. Now, you boys run right along and play your game. Oh, thanks, Molly. Hot. Diggity. Come on, McGee. We don't want to be late for that red, white, and blue game, you know. 
<laughs> I'll say we don't. Well, so long, Molly. And don't worry if I come home kind of late. I won't, dearie. You stay out as long as you want to. Yeah, if he's later than that, he'll call you up. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Molly. Goodbye, dearie. Give me a kiss. Okay. Goodbye. Come on, Trotty. Okay. <laughs> Poor McGee. Well, now, let's see. I better get busy on that chili con carne, so... 79 Wistful Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Who? Oh, hello, Mrs. Uppington. What? Oh, we'd love to play bridge, but McGee isn't here. He went down to the Elks with Mr. Gildersleeve. What? <laughs> yes, they have a big poker game going on, but they don't think I know it. <laughs> Yes, three cheers for the red, white, and blue. <laughs> Goodbye, Abigail. the town red with purple polka dots. You know, we ought to do this oftener, McGee. My goodness, are we men or are we mice? <laughs> You'll think I'm a rat before I get through playing poker with you, Gildersleeve. <laughs> I'm going to send you home in a barrel. Is that so? I'll say so. I'm a woolly wolf from wild Wyoming, and this is my night to howl. Wahoo! It's roundup time! <laughs> hey, wait a minute. This is where the old-timer lives. Let's pick him up and take him along to the Oaks with us. Come on. He promised he'd be there. Okay, good idea, McGee. You should hope the old boy can get out of it. You bet. I'll play a fine game of poker. Well, hello there, boys. What you want? Come on down to the Elks, old-timer, and let us brand our initials on you with a little red-hot poker. I uh, can't do it, fellas. Mama doesn't want me to go out. Oh, now, come on. Assert yourself. You can't back out on this poker game now, old-timer. It would be unethical, unfair. And unprofitable to McGee and me. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Throckmorton, but that ain't the way I heard it. No. The way I heard it, one feller says to t'other feller, say, says, 
I see where the government is going to raise the income tax something terrific. That so, says t'other feller. Well, what's the joke? It's no joke, Johnny. You'll find out. <laughs> Never mind that, old-timer. You coming with us or aren't you? Well, I don't think Mama wants me Oh, go tell her you're coming. Be independent. You mean speak right up? That's it. Don't take any back talk, eh? Certainly not. Don't be a Mama's boy all your life. Just get up on my hind legs and tell her what's what, eh? Hey, wait a minute here, kids. Hey, Mama, you know what I'm going to do? We're probably doing him a big favor, McGee. Why, sure we are. He's old enough to go out by himself at night. Absolutely. Boys, Mama persuaded me to stay home tonight. Well, how about it, Wilcox? You're going to back out on the biggest poker game we ever had? Yeah, come on, Wilcox. You promised, you know. I'm sorry, fellas. I can't do it. There's a new floor show at the Biltmore, and I've got to go. A fine thing. Here you got a chance to go out with a swell bunch of guys, and you pass it up for a gander at a bunch of chorus girls. Grow up, Wilcox. Don't be a playboy all your life. Now, what'll a nightclub do for you that a good poker game can't do? Yeah. The stakes won't be any tougher. <laughs> now, I'm sorry. Some other time. Besides, I'm putting on this floor show myself. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, okay. You got your foot in the door, Wilcox. You might as well wiggle your toes. <laughs> well, I can always play poker, but I can't pass up a chance to show somebody how Johnson's self-polishing glow coat will protect and preserve and beautify their linoleum floors, can I? Well, I don't... No, I can't. Why, when they see how glow coat will cut down their wear and tear and save them hours of mopping and scrubbing by simply pouring on a few drops of Johnson's glow coat and letting it shine as it dries with no rubbing or buffing... It'll mean a lot more to me than sitting around with a bunch of you mugs in your shirt sleeves squinting at each other over your busted flushes. <laughs> but here, take this. Uh, what is this? Ten bucks. I always lose anyway, and I don't want you guys to be out any dough because I didn't show up. <laughs> Oh, but look, Nick, this is the night of the big poke. You promised you'd be there, remember? Yes, you're not going to Welsh on us, are you? I'm not a Welsh, I'm a Greek. Yep. <laughs> and I'm not going to go to the club tonight. That's all I have to say, and if I don't like it, I know what I can do. But look, Depopolis, my wife's out of town and McGee's got the night off, and you know you like to play poker. Certainly I like to play poker. But tonight, I'm afraid you'll have to strangle along without Depopolis. Because certain circumstances have come up which make it impossible. Is it, uh, is it your wife? Uh, yes. Well, won't she let you go? Sure she let me go. Well, if she'll let you go, why don't you go? What is this, anyway? Well, I'm saying to my wife, look, Mrs. DePopolis, I'm saying, putting my best foot in my mouth. <laughs> look, Mrs. DePopolis, I'm going out to play poker tonight, I'm saying. And she's saying, okay, sweet spituti, go ahead. Oh, I don't get it. You got her permission, so come on, let's go. No, sir, I won't do it. Huh? If my wife is saying I can't do it, then I would be with you in two jerks of a fairy tale. You grab me? But when she's saying, okay, go ahead, no, sir, she can't throw the populace out of his own house. I'm going to stay home tonight if it takes all evening. <laughs> Well, we seem to be the only guys in town with any spirit of independence, don't we, Gildersleeve? Yes, but by George, that isn't going to spoil it for me. No, sir. 
I'm on the loose and I've thrown away the wrench. <laughs> By the way, before we get to the Elks Club, Gildersleeve, there's one thing I want to say. Yeah? What's that, little chump? From the time we sat down to play poker, we ain't friends anymore. Yep. From there on in, it's dog eat dog, see? I'm going to raise you so high you can look down the chimney of a full house. Is that so? Why, you little palooka, I'll beat your alleged brains out with deuces back-to-back. Yeah. <laughs> Gildersleeve, I hope you got hair on your chest. <laughs> because you're going home without a shirt. <laughs> now, look here, McGee. If you think for one minute... <laughs> That's ridiculous. You couldn't think for ten seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you wait till we get... Oh, hi, sis. Uh, hello there, little girl. Ain't you out kind of late, sis? So are you, I betcha. Oh, that's different. We're grown up. Grown-ups don't need as much sleep as little girls. Why? Well, because they don't, that's all. Children are so constituted that a maximum of relaxation is necessary for their proper physical development. <laughs> yeah, but I... Hmm? I says kids are so constituted... You try it, Gildersleeve. Okay. Now look, little girl. All righty. You know what metabolism is? Now, do you? Of course I do. Metabolism is the rate at which body energy is built up and torn down. Well, gee, what do you build it up for if you're just going to tear it down again? Why do you? Well, because that's nature. That's why it's a physiological process. It's necessary to the, uh, uh, to the, uh, take it, McGee. Now, look, sis. Why do you take a nap in the afternoon? Because Mama has a bridge party. No, no, no. That ain't the reason at all. You take an afternoon nap to restore the energy expended in your play. You got to give nature a chance to recharge your, your dynamo, as it were. As it were what? Just as it were. How were it? <laughs> it were... Ah, you try again, Throcky. Okay. Now, look here, little girl. You just consider your energy as fuel. Let's say you're an automobile and your energy is gasoline. How much is ethyl? Well, ethyl is 20. It doesn't matter. It does, too, I betcha. If I'm going to be an automobile, I want to know how much uh, is... This is just a hypothetical case. Gee, is it? Certainly. Now then, let's say when you play outdoors for three hours, you, you burn up ten gallons of energy or gasoline. You have to replace that before you can keep on running. <laughs> you see? I could get somebody to pull me, I betcha. Oh! Okay, McGee. What we're trying to get at, sis, is this. Is what? Is this. What? Well, let me tell you, Dad Rabbit. All righty. Now, suppose you never got enough rest or sleep. Do you know what would happen? You'd get worn out. You'd get pale and anemic. The amount of body sugar that gives you energy... What does? Sugar. I'm hungry. (laughs) Go on home, sis. Come on, Trucky. Okay. The king's men sang the hot suds song. In a town in Sweden, by a stream so clear and cool, there sat a boy just a fishing and a dreaming when he should have been in school. Now he couldn't read or write a single Swedish word, but happiness he found in a little Swedish song he heard. Here's the way he made it sound: hot sud rolsen on the river rock, and a little brawler, brawler to it. Hot sud rolsen on the river rock. Now the Rawson is a Swedish town, the Rillera is a stream, the Brawler is a boy and girl, the Hudson is their dream. Hudson Rawson on the Rillera and a little Brawler, Brawler to it. Hudson Rawson on the Rillera and a little Brawler suet. Now the girl played hooky from school that day and came down to the stream. She sat 
sat down beside the little Swedish boy, and they began to dream. Hudson Brawlson on the river and a brawler brawler suet. Hudson Brawlson on the river and a brawler suet. Hudson Brawlson on the river and a brawler brawler suet. Hudson Brawlson on the river and a brawler suet. Now the brawler is a boy and girl. Hudson is their dream. The suet is their teacher who caught them by the stream. Hudson Brawlson on the river and a brawler brawler suet. Hudson Brawlson on the river and a brawler suet. Now the boy and girl are back in school. Shattered is their dream. The teacher planted poison oak all along the stream. It's a funny kind of a song to belong to a boy and girl in love with a beautiful dream. But they love to sing, swing, all the live long day. Well, come on in, McGee, and I hope all the card tables aren't taken. Well, if you'd organized this poker game with a little more brains, you'd have reserved a table, Gilbert. Now, look here, McGee. You said three weeks ago that you were going to organize this poker game. That's why I thought you'd do it. You're always such a buttinsky. Well, this is one time I should have butted in. You feeble, frustrated little fumbler. You couldn't organize a bull weevil party at the Cotton Club. (laughs) The trouble with you, Gildersleeve, is your voice drowns out your brains. You'd be better off if you'd think louder and talk softer. You're a hard man, McGee. And by George, when I think of all the trouble I went to... Hey, Throcky. What is it, chum? Who's that guy across the street? Ain't he a member of the club? No, I never saw him before. Okay, I just thought he might be a good victim for us. What was we saying? Search me, I... uh... Oh, yes. By George, when I think of all the trouble I went to... To make plans for a poker game tonight, I could use your head for a handball. Go on, you can't even use your own head for a head. And if you make one more pass at me, Gildersleeve, I'll pop you so hard... Why, you gabby little grub, you couldn't pop a stick of bubblegum. And furthermore, I've heard enough of your twaddle. I wouldn't play poker with you tonight if you were the last man on earth. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You probably will be because you'll bore everybody else to death. (laughs) That's okay with me, you big bag of balloon juice. There's plenty of other guys in the club to play with. I don't need you. I can have a better time without you anyway. And that goes for me, too. In spades, doubled and redoubled. I'm going to the telegraph office and send a night letter to my wife. That's swell. Give her my love. That'll give her the illusion there's a man in the family. Oh! I'll kill that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, good old Gildersleeve. He's got the makings of a great guy. (laughs) Got the makings, but he can't roll them. Oh, well. Now to show a few of these guys how to play poker. Hi, everybody. Get out the tables and the cards. I'll be back in a flash with a flush. <laughs> hey, is anybody here? Well, that's funny. There ought to be a few guys around here. Well, this is a fine state of how do you do. Here I am, springing my heart, full of sulfur and molasses, and what happens? Everybody walks out on me. Hey, Porter. Hey, Peabody. Uh, yes, sir. Ain't there anybody around this joint but me? Uh, yes, sir. Only Mr. Wallace Wimple, sir. He's sitting in the library. Oh, well, he's better than nobody, but not much. Well, thanks, Peabody. Uh, Rien de toot, sir. Huh? That's French for think nothing of it. Oh. Well, I'll go in and talk to Wimple. Maybe I can whoop him up to go to a show or something. Hi, Wimple, old man. Remember me? Fibber McGee? Oh, yes, indeed. Good evening, Mr. McGee. <laughs> How about a little game of 500 rummy? Penny a point. No, thank you. I never gamble. Oh, you don't? Well, uh, have a cigar? Thank you, Mr. McGee. I don't smoke. 
<laughs> you don't? Well, if we had a piece of string, we could play Cat's Cradle. <laughs> but say we have Peabody bring us in some root beer. You want to wet your whistle? I can't whistle. I had braces on my teeth till I was 27. <laughs> Look, Wimple, if you don't want to play cards or billiards or smoke or be a he-man, why the Sam Hill did you ever join the Elks? I like to sit in the window. It's the peachiest place in town to watch parades from. Hey, Wimple, huh? I'm desperate. I started out tonight to kick the gong around when somebody's hid the gong. I want to have some fun. I want to laugh and play. I could take you home and show you my stamp collection. But my wife is mad at me. Oh, she is, huh? What'd you do? I talked back to her. That's why I'm here. I'm a wife, UG. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough, Wimpy. She's awfully mean to me, Mr. McGee. Sometimes I think I can't stand it another year. You know how it is. No, I'm afraid I don't, Wimple. I, I got the best little wife in the world myself. Sweet, sympathetic, and beautiful. <sighs> I wonder what she's doing now. I know what mine is doing. What? Rolling out some dough for pies in the kitchen. Well, at least she's a good cook. She's a terrible cook. But that way, when she comes to the door with a rolling pin, it doesn't seem so obvious. <laughs> ah, well, I guess I didn't realize how well off I am. I'm probably the happiest married guy in the world, Wimple. Why, when I think of the fun me and Molly have together, I just... Well, I don't know why I ever want to go out alone. In fact, I don't know why I'm out alone tonight, even. Why am I out alone? I'm going home. Good night, Wimple. Good night. Oh, hello, McGee. Did you forget something? It's only 9.15. Yeah, I, I forgot how nice it was. <laughs> well, I just thought... Uh, oh, shucks, uh, there wasn't much doing down at the clubs. Hey, what's that I smell? Makes my mouth water. <laughs> well, I was just fixing up some chili con carne, McGee. You want some? Oh, I don't want to chisel in on any snack you fixed up for yourself. Oh, that's all right. I fixed enough for two people. Two people? You expecting somebody? Yes. Who? You. Oh. <laughs> Fibber and Molly will be back in just a moment. Before they return, let me remind you about the special bargain offer that many Johnson dealers are now making. How would you like to have a long-handled glow coat applier free? Right now and for a limited time, many dealers are offering one of these appliers free with one quart of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat at the regular price of 98 cents. The applier is washable and it may be used over and over. You'll find it very convenient, a companion work saver with glow coat. Of course, if you don't know what a labor-saver glow coat is, then you do have a treat coming. Glow coat is America's champion easy-to-use floor polish. Without any rubbing or buffing from you, glow coat makes your linoleum and other floors sparkle with beauty. Protects them against wear, makes cleaning easy. 
You simply apply glow coat, let it dry for 20 minutes, and presto, your floors are gleaming. See your dealer right away. Ask for this long-handled applier free with one quart of Johnson's Glow Coat at the regular price of 98 cents. Chips, fellas. Oh. 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 Oh, McGee. McGee, wake up. You're dreaming. Huh? Oh. Oh, thank goodness. I I, I had an awful nightmare. Sounded like it. Mm. I don't don't feel good either. I'm sick. Oh, are you sick? Get me another blanket, will you? Chili? Must have been. I had two bowls of it. (laughs) Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, reminding you that if the community in which you live does not observe daylight saving time... Bibber McGee and Molly will come to you beginning next Tuesday night, one hour earlier. Good night. Mom, can I have a quarter for the movies? You've had your allowance, son. But I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you earn a quarter if you'll wax polish the car. I just bought a can of Car New, that new Johnson auto polish that cleans and wax polishes in one application. It's a deal, Mom. With Car New, Jimmy Smith did their car in a little over an hour. And his pop was so pleased, he gave him an extra two bits. Hand me that Johnson's Car New. You'll be riding in a new car tonight. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's Golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Come.